Belonging is knowing who you are. Relationships are the connections you have with people around you and how you form them. Relationships are hard and difficult. Relationships are... they're a part of you. Relationships are also wondrous and mysterious. For me, it's a sense of self. The people who I interact with and how they bring me up, not bring me down. Hi, I'm Miranda Moyer from New South Wales Department of Family and Community Services. Welcome to More Than Just a Kid in Care, a podcast by Youth Consult for Change. This podcast aims to overcome stigma and explore what it's really like to grow up in out-of-home care. Today, we're talking about belonging and connection. This is the second episode in a series that explores participation, rights and identity. Trigger warning. This podcast will include open and honest discussions among young people in foster care. Some of our conversations will include topics that can be emotionally challenging to hear, such as mental health, past trauma and the stigma of being in care. While we won't be showing graphic details, please take care of yourself when listening. What does belonging feel like? How do you know if you belong? What and who are the most important connections to you? Today I'm here with Carla, Tina and Tani from the group to talk about what belonging and connection means to them as young people who have grown up in foster care. When I belong, I feel very connected and visible and it gives me a good sense of well-being and mental health. Belonging, it's the best way to describe it. It's kind of like you're searching for a puzzle that you fit into. Like you're a puzzle piece and you need to find the rest of your puzzle. And that's where you fit. So that could be family, it can be friends, it could be your community, but it's where you feel most comfortable and most yourself. Mm -hmm. How does belonging feel to you? How does it feel? (laughs) That's a tricky one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It makes me happy. Like if I belong to something, I feel happy. And also because I grew up in care, like there's been a lot of relationships where that I've lost or they haven't been able to understand my situation because we were too young. And now that I'm an adult and I have so, so many more relationships than I've ever had in my life, because when I was younger, the whole foster care thing made it Uh, difficult and I feel very happy and elated and like I know just at ease for the first time in my life I'm not worried that they're going to leave or that I'm I'm wondering um Kalatina if some of what you're saying is about like you feel safe yeah I actually do feel safe because there's been times where like a lot of things have happened and it's so good to know that I actually have people who are there for me I mean I'm always always going to have my foster family but like uh when it comes to like friendships and stuff it's also great to know that you have and you do feel safe like I can trust them and talk to them about certain situations and know that I have help around me. It makes you feel safe it's like people you belong to like your friends or something like that it's kind of like a safety net Mm. they're there to catch you if you fall they're there to be your support it's just it's a home it's a family it's just where you fit. You've talked a lot about um, belonging, being in relation to your connections to people. Can you tell me a bit about what the connections are or have been that have been most important to you? 
the connections that have been most important to me, especially when I left um, foster care. So I've been out of foster care for maybe seven years now. Uh, my foster family, for one, like they've been with me through, you know, um, till then and I, I even call my foster mum mum now. And then, so she's really important to me. And also my, um, I have a family, a family friend who's known me since I was a baby. I didn't have a relationship with her till I left foster care, but having a relationship with her has really helped me find out a little bit about, a little bit more about myself than I didn't get from child protection. I call her my aunt, like she's a, a person I can go to. And also a connection that's important to me is my siblings because, you know, that's the only really blood relations I have and without my siblings I don't know I'd feel I mean I ha- my foster family are my family but you still you still need that that blood connections and my friends I guess because when you don't have that much family friends are always important to me and like I said if I don't have friends in my life I feel very depressed. Connections mean different things to different people it's could be an object like a blanket that you keep with you, like you have a connection with that. Like it could be a childhood connection. It's just something you hold on to. Like, and being in care, connections can be broken. Like when you're little, you have a connection like with your mum and dad. And then when you're taken, you have to make those new connections. New connections have to be formed. And it's not easy, but it works out better in the end. Hmm. Making new connections must be hard and tricky. Uh, lots of other children and young people don't have to, to do that. Um, how have you developed those connections? I struggled to make friends in high school because of my whole foster care experience. And when I turned 17, 18, that, that was when I started to make more friends because at that age, people were more accepting of who you are. And I've had the most friends that I have now that I'm adult an adult and it's a lot easier to have connections when you're adult and I also set myself boundaries like I don't share everything with everybody anymore whereas when I was younger I think that's why I struggled to make friends so much because I shared too much about why I was in care. I guess you gotta pick and choose who you tell things to who you trust. To make a connection with someone you have to trust them and for a kid in care that takes a lot of effort to trust people it's there are reasons you're in care and it's really hard to trust people and for me I had to just really wait it out and just tread carefully with certain people because you don't know who you can trust but sometimes you just have to jump head first and hope for the best. What would help young people in care stay more connected to the things and people that are important to them? Some of the reasons why I lost friendships as well is because of I understand the whole safety thing, you need police checks, but I feel like there should be exceptions. Like, for example, I went to... I got invited to a Hungry Jack's birthday party and I couldn't go because the mum didn't want to fill out a police check. So I think having some exceptions to those things because I... I know I lost a lot of friends because of that reason so that could help and also like being a good role model and taking them to after school activities. I know it's hard though because you can't always have funding but sometimes I made friends through dancing and then once I couldn't afford to go to to dancing anymore I was really upset because that was how I was making friends outside of school so yeah those things always help. 
do you feel like you've had to to do all the work or do you feel like people have supported you to to stay connected I definitely feel like I've been supported by like my foster family they're my family like they've supported me in everything I do like everything I do they're there that's what a family does a lot of my close friends support me in like those decisions as well they help me keep contact one of my friends just recently moved to Queensland and I keep in contact with her she comes down for holidays I go up for holidays like it's we really care about each other so we make the effort to see each other it's got to work both ways though like one person can't just put in all the effort because that's not like a healthy relationship we'll hear more from Carla Tina and Tani in a minute our resident researchers, Sophie and Charlene, spoke to some of our FACS leaders at our annual conference to find out how they support kids in care to build healthy relationships and connections. So I'm Carly. I'm part of the Office of the Senior Practitioner. I work as part of the group supervision team. Hi Carly, I'm Charlene. So how do kids in care learn about healthy relationships? Um, I think that it just comes from more and more healthy relationships. So the more love and connection that they get from more people, um, they start to learn that that, that's what it's supposed to be like um, and that good relationships are people that stay um, during good times and bad times. So I think that carers and families and friends can reteach children or show them that that's kind of what a healthy relationship is. Well, that's good because I think it's really important to teach kids about the healthy relationships. Of course, because every, everything you do in the world has, is a relationship with another human being, right? Um, job, work, friends, it all relies on that. And so, yeah, if you don't have that foundation, it would make it really hard. Hi, my name's Pam Swinfield and I'm a Director Practice Support in the Office of the Senior Practitioner. What do you think are some of the challenges for children in care forming healthy relationships? Some of the challenges might be related to early experiences of trauma in their family of origin, but I think in out-of-home care, sometimes adverse experiences that kids continue to be faced with, placement breakdowns perhaps because of um, difficult trauma-related behaviours, other experiences, abuse in care, can set kids up for a pattern of uh, relationships that aren't sustained. So I think it's really important that kids in out-of-home care are really helped to form a lifelong network of safe relationships that will be around forever. So people who love that child and can provide them with a sense of belonging, a sense of identity, um, a sense of emotional permanence and connection, um, a sense of who they are and loving, caring relationships. I'm Joanne Dobry, Acting Manager Client Services at Pendant Hill CSC. Can you give me an example of a time when you had to like teach a child about healthy relationships or show them what wasn't a healthy relationship? Like, How did that happen, that conversation? One um, young person that really comes in mind, and there's, there's lots of young people that you just never forget, she was telling me about a boyfriend that she had, and it clearly, it was very clear to me that it was a very unhealthy relationship, and she was engaging in a lot of risk, risk-taking behaviours with this particular young person, and it was about me showing authenticity. I think authenticity is really important for a young person. It's not about lecturing them, it's not about telling them to suck eggs, it's actually about 
giving your own life experience and, and being vulnerable yourself. And I think non, non, non-judgment, number one, not judge her, but also give her an opportunity to, to think for herself as well. I think that's a lot more powerful. What ways do you work to keep brothers and sisters together? I have a big thing about this because I have, I have a lot of siblings, some of them half-siblings, some of them not-so-half-siblings kind of my sibling. Um, and I just remember not always having them around um, as much as I wished that I did. So I, th- I think that it needs to be more than a scheduled meeting. It needs to be things that those kids like to do together, um, not just siblings. We need to be calling them your brother or your sister and to make things fun so that it doesn't just seem superficial so that they can actually form proper friendships um, that aren't just kind of like this weird... I kind of explain it like when we when they meet up at a like a random place. It's kind of like a really weird date, not like not in that way, but a weird like you've just been set up in this weird way instead of it being more casual, where you get to actually go. This is this is how brothers and sisters hang out. I'm Belinda Edwards, director of psychological and specialist services. And just quickly for a young child, um, what would your message be for them if you're wanting to give them a message about what a healthy relationship is? For young children, I would actually really want to talk to their carers and their parents because it's through them that we teach those kids what a healthy relationship is. I think there is a lot of pressure on kids in care, whether they're younger or whether they're teenagers, to try and sort things out for themselves as somehow it's their responsibility. And you know what? It's not. It's the adults in their life. It's their responsibility to care for them and provide, I don't know, that basis of a relationship so that... They, they realise that people can be trusted, that they're a good person. And that comes through other people, you know, not, not through us teaching them necessarily. It's through the relationships that they have with key adults in their life. Yep, well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for being part of my interview. No problem. Thank you. That was Sophie and Charlene speaking to FACTS leaders. Zach from the group put his skills to good use as audio technician. Let's go back to Carla, Tina and Tani. We've been talking about connection and belonging. Is there anything about being in out-of-home care that gets in the way of developing relationships? Uh, yes. Even as an adult now, I kind of struggle with my friendships because sometimes I accidentally tell them I'm in foster care because like, I call my foster mum mum now because to me she's my mum. I, I love her, I care about her and... Sometimes by accident I go, oh, my foster mum said this and then someone's like, oh, I didn't know you were in foster care and I'm like, oh. But some some people are really supportive but then I've had situations where people have been a little bit, you know, standoffish but for the most part people have been supportive and also personally I kind of push people away. The past year then I've actually made a lot of good friends I've actually noticed that I'm actually pushing people away on purpose when they're generally you know nice people and I'm actually stopping myself from doing it Mm. what about you Tani yeah I definitely think like when people find out you're in care they either have sympathy or they pity you or like they label you as the broken kid or the bad kid the misbehaving kid they don't give you a chance for you to show them who you are they just they stereotype you into a category and once that's it, that's just where you sit to them. There's nothing you can really do to change their mind, no matter like what you do. So sometimes it stops you from from that relationship even starting. Yeah, like 
sometimes relationships do not start because people are just like, oh, you're a kid in care. You're not normal. That's a thing that you get at school if someone finds out you're a kid in care. It's kind of just like, oh, that's weird. You don't have your family. It's not your family, but to, to you it is. In most cases, it is your family. And they kind of just, they're bagging your family and like, that's not okay. Do you find it easier to connect with people who have a shared experience? Yes, actually. Before I went to the Create Foundation, I actually had only met like maybe another, only one person who's been in foster care. And then I went to the Create Foundation and like I felt like I belonged because there's other people who could relate to my experience. And recently at uh, university as well, I've met a couple people who've been in foster care as well and you just get so excited because they understand. Yeah, no, I think it it's, can be easier to connect to people who have a similar background because you have something you can relate to them. So it's like a common interest that can start like a friendship and like a relationship. Like it's just, it's like a good jumping off block to have something that you have in common with someone. Whether it be like a favourite book or a past experience, it's something that you have in common with them. How could things be better for children and young people in out-of-home care to stay connected? One connection that is really, really important are your siblings and your parents as well. So making sure that you have, like I think I had fortnightly visits or something with my my parents, but your siblings as well because there was a point where I was in my my sister my brother and I were all in separate foster homes and even though we're all out of care now we still struggle to have a I don't know we still have that you know sisterly brotherly bond it's important that you do that when you're younger so there was an emphasis on connecting with my you know biological parents but when it was came to my siblings there wasn't I just know that now that I'm still out of care I still struggle to have that much of a relationship with my siblings I have to do a lot of the work. So we really should be paying attention to the importance of brothers and sisters staying connected. Like I agree like blood related siblings like it's important to have a relationship with them and I feel like some caseworkers could they do try but they could put like a bit more effort into actually focusing on siblings who you want to see rather than like family you may have already said you didn't want to see. I know for me, my caseworker put emphasis on trying to get me to see my biological mum, but they never really tried to get me to see like for the longest time they didn't do anything to get me to see my dad. They didn't do anything to get me to see my brothers or my sister. Like they didn't do it much. Me and my youngest sister, we're in the same thing. And then, like, all of my other siblings are in completely different homes. So that's six other separate homes. And we don't see each other, like, ever. A lot more effort could have been put into actually getting us to see each other and having those visits. Because it's it's important to have a relationship with your siblings. That they're a part of who you are as well. Like, you need that. Are there any messages for other um, kids or, or young people who are in out-of-home care? Yeah, one thing I'd like to say is set yourself boundaries. I know that when you're younger, you want to share every little detail. And in my experience, doing that has, um, you know, uh, affected my relationships, especially because when you're 13, 14 and you're sharing everything 
and that's probably not always the right idea so set yourself boundaries also know that you're loved and try and stay positive because it is hard and try and get yourself out in the community because I've made a lot of friends through like you know going to church um you've got lots of social groups lots of clubs lots of opportunities so try and get yourself out there and don't push people away like I've done in the past just be confident unless they're an awful person don't you know don't be friends with them if they're being awful like but if they're generally good people do not push them away because I've regretted you know doing that and it sucks so yeah that's my advice Tani what's your advice definitely agree like don't push people away because you actually do deserve to be happy you may not feel it now but you do and don't give up trying to find where you belong and trying to find the people that you connect with best because like once you find them it's definitely worth everything that you went through in the end Tani, Carlatina, thank you so much for sharing so much about your experiences uh, with us today. Cheers. Thanks. And that's all for the second episode of More Than Just a Kid in Care, brought to you by Youth Consult for Change, a group of young people who are bold, determined and unstoppable. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and colleagues and tune in to the next episode about what it means to be able to participate. Find more episodes on the U website. That's you.childstory.nsw.gov.au or just Google Child Story. One of our members composed our title track. You can find more of his music at Dat Gringo Beats on SoundCloud. Thank you to all the members of Youth Consult for Change for making this podcast possible. Whether it be in front of the mic or behind the scenes, they are the change makers. Thanks for listening. Do you need help fast? Call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Or if you are between 5 and 18 years of age, you can call the helpline for a free confidential telephone counselling, especially for children and young people in out-of-home care. Thank you. Woo! Happy? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome, guys.